Welcome to the Goracom podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to CEO Interviews, a production of Gorcom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives about their companies with us today. Happy to have him back. He's been on a lot of times in the past, but this is the first time ever as CEO of Pompa Metals. This is Paul Gill, Pompa Metals CEO, company trades in Canada, stock symbol PM. For those who are new to the story, this is all you need to know. Uh, Pompa's objective is to make a major copper discovery in Chile and more than just lip service. They got a portfolio of eight projects in Northern Chile, combined with an unbelievable management team and a whole team all together and a pretty healthy corporate treasury to try and make that all happen. Now, two things. Why Chile? Why copper? First, why Chile? It's the world's largest copper producer and exporter. In 2021, copper exports hit $53 billion plus, and they provide about 60% of the world's copper, uh, home to seven of the world's top 14 copper mines, and a great jurisdiction that promotes investment in exploration mining. Why copper? For a lot of retail investors, you know, we think copper is, you know, boring old copper. You know, we don't think there's a lot of excitement. Well, there's a lot of excitement because the world needs copper and they need a lot of it. Global copper consumption is outstripping supply. A new electric vehicle now needs 80 kilograms of copper versus 23 kilograms that were needed in typical internal combustion engine vehicles. Pompa is targeting porphyry copper deposits. Uh, and their position for discovery is a superior portfolio of projects, specifically eight wholly owned projects, four of which are actives. Paul, welcome back, my friend. George, absolutely wonderful to be here. Thanks for that great introduction. I feel like I'm running onto a football field with a brass band playing. It's awesome. Well, hey, uh, it's, this is a Super Bowl for copper. It's happening absolutely. right now, right? Because after a long lull, Copper price is now at all-time high. They just peaked over $5 the other day. Goldman Sachs is saying $5.40 imminently, $5.40 per pound, and $6.80 by 2025, which is unheard of. So here's a question for it before we go into your specific details about the company. Do people realize how big of an opportunity copper represents this decade? I don't think people in the general public have really understood the kind of opportunity this is. Commodity cycles um, are tend to be long, and uh, we've had a, a good opportunity, I think, to to view copper for the last year. We've seen the signs that it is solid. Gold may fluctuate up and down. Copper has been solid over four dollars, and now is peaking into five dollar range. Uh, this is an, a trend that's going on, and it's it's got to do with just a considerable demand that you've talked about, but also the supply side. We're seeing a, a, a splinter in the way supplies are, are being provided on copper. I mean, we have uh, Russia-China extending their relationship, but at the same time, EU, North America, and South America are creating another supply chain, and uh, we're behind uh, in in keeping supplies going for this electric vehicle revolution that's happening right now. So I think interesting times are ahead for copper and nickel and, and many other uh, materials, lithium and graphite as well. What do you think of these copper prices? You know, when people hear $5 for something, they don't get excited because they're used to hearing 
$2,000 gold, $2,500 play. They used to hearing big numbers, right? So if you can put it into perspective, what these all time highs mean in terms of economics for a lot of copper projects instead of potentially like you guys potentially and what the Goldman Sachs targets mean to you to be as high as 680 by 2025. Yeah. Let's go back to what, uh, what, you know, some of the biggest investors in the world think like Warren Buffett says, buy things that are going to be consumed that are going to be needed in your everyday life. You don't need gold in everyday life. You don't need palladium in everyday life, but every day you're going to be touching something that's produced, made with copper, has copper in it. It is the lifeblood of our economy. That's the fact. And so Goldman Sachs and all these other one other groups have sort of understood that the demand is going to increase as the middle class and, and other people in the developing world are, are coming up to the point where they're buying those consumer goods. So it is just uh, on a rocket ride at this point in time. Uh, supplies are, are curtailed right now. So I, I don't see it um, this particular trend stopping until there's equilibrium and more supply comes online, which is not going to be this year. It's going to be in a year or two. Yeah, because you can't just turn on the button. You can't just you can't just produce copper out of thin air, right? You've got to you've got to mine it. You got to you got to find it. You got to mine it. You got to bring it to market. So, is it, Paul, is it fair to say we're in a perfect storm for copper right now? Price yeah, are rising, absolutely. consumption is rising, supply because of underinvestment in the past just can't keep up. Perfect storm. Yeah, it's a perfect storm for copper, and you know, and it's also a perfect storm for Pampa as well because we're well placed in order to. Uh, to really deliver some really good uh, um, projects to the market. All right, so let's talk about it. Let's let's go right to Papa. I want to make sure we got that macro uh, really taken care of because that's so important, right? And it's a bigger story than most people realize, but I think most of most of the retail market is going to wake up to copper in 2022. So let's talk about Papa. You've got uh, eight projects. You're looking for. Uh, copper and what you call elephant deposits in the best mining jurisdiction in the world. What's the thesis there for you guys behind Pompa? Yeah, uh, what's the thesis is exactly the right question. What we understood is that this is a location in which you have a, a whole slew of copper projects that exist. 30% of the world's copper comes from this area and some of the quite a bit of the gold as well. Right around Antofagasta, there's an uh, area that we're focused on that's about a 600 kilometer long trend that covers two different um, mineralized trends. And what's happening there is generally uh, on the basis of plate tectonics. You're seeing the Pacific and the South American plate squish into each other and that is producing this line of very interesting uh, projects that have gone up and down the coast of Chile. And Chile is a perfect spot because you don't have um, foliage that's covering any of this. Uh, you have uh, an ability to see uh, some of those ones that have been discovered have had intrusives and intrusions into uh, the surface. And that's why they're turned into mines. Escondida uh, is one of the biggest mines in the world, happens to be in the same category. But what, what the secret is, is what 
what we've discovered is there is additional projects, there are additional um, geological disturbances and potentially deposits that are trapped underneath this, this uh, material that's on surface that is obscuring uh, the IP and the magnetics. And we have found a way in which to identify those deposits that may lurk underneath the surface. And that's the key thesis to Pampa. Um, the most important thing in, in any small cap company, but especially in the junior mining, the junior resource sector where, sector where you're exploring is you have to have a great team. You can't just have George, a bunch of guys who saw a shiny rock on my grandfather's property in Greece say, let's go throw some drills in there and see if we can find some gold. I mean, it's, it's serious business and you can lose your shirt if you don't have, like you, you can't lose your shirt in a lot of businesses if you can't sell enough running shoes and you find another way to sell running shoes. But you know, in mining, you can lose your shirt if you don't have the right team and, and don't burn through cash. Tell us about the Pompa team because it looks pretty spectacular with some uh, ex big people in there. Yeah, it's a great team. And, you know, those are the kinds of people that are going to save you millions upon millions of dollars by using the right techniques, having the experience of knowing this part of Chile. Um, uh, we have a great team. Adrian Manger, who is our chairman, has been with BHP for a number of years previous to, to his in, uh, involvement in Pampa, has very actually very been at the helm of building the Spence mine in Chile. So he's very, very well respected, very well known in the area. Julian Bavin, ex-CEO and director, was with Rio Tinto for a number of years with, with Exeter, has had some really good um, experience in understanding, you know, which projects are going to work and infrastructures need to work. Our head geologist, Tim Beal, was with Anglo-American. So you have, you know, a, a triple threat, threat just there. And an add on to that, Yanis, who's with, uh, who's with BHP in corporate development and has reviewed hundreds of properties in South America, especially in Chile. Gurdip Baines, who's with Canaccord and, and uh, is able to, to understand uh, the, the long-term financing of these projects. You've got a fantastic team that I am just so pleased and happy to be part of now. And uh, I think we can lead the charge here uh, in this particular area and solve what we feel is going to be a, a huge supply problem in copper in the next few years. Yeah, that's an all-star team. That's why you, usually we talk about team at the end, say, hey, by the way, Bob, who's on your team? But your team is so accomplished uh, that, that we I want to talk about them up front. So you've got eight 100% owned projects in Northern Chile. And now we can't go through all of them, obviously, but you've got four that are pretty much active, right? Um, take us through, if you can, maybe which one of those is your flagship or your favorite, or maybe you know, maybe run us through each one of those a little bit as to why they each represent such a great opportunity. I'll leave, I'll leave that part to you as CEO. Yeah, we've had uh, difficulty in identifying only one project. You know, you have to remember that these projects, eight of them, um, the total cost of the company was $7 million. And that's a significant amount. And, you know, it's a new company. It's just IPO'd. So we've had an opportunity to explore uh, just at the beginning of some of these but you know, put that into contrast, my last big success in South America with Norismont Mining, we spent $70 million acquiring just one project. Oh, Imagine man. that. Uh, we've got a, a tenfold um, 
advantage just in that alone. And with the share structure, Pampa has 43 million shares out. Um, these projects make that much more sense. So what we have is this number one uh, project that we've drilled recently, Redonda Veronica has touched into a porphyry deposit, but only with reverse circulation. We were looking to, to add uh, information because we do IP and magnetics and then um, uh, uh, some sampling, we're adding reverse circulation to understand the geochemistry of the area because you can understand where the materials are flowing. These deposits are sometimes um, quite deep. We've touched into a uh, porphyry deposit, so that's exciting. That is, is um, bordered by, uh, um, that project is bordered by Rio Tinto, so that's an exciting one. The other one that uh, we've looked at is, um, is block four, which uh, we've just recently trenched and we're going to have results on. This is an exciting project that uh, if you look at our, our website and, and have a look, uh, it's, it's basically a nice intrusive that's completely um, uh, untouched by any kind of uh, water or, or, or any issue like that. So you have gold, silver, and copper potential on this project. We've, uh, we're going to report some trenches and it's a standalone, nice little uh, ice, what could be the tip of an iceberg. So that's a, an exciting wow. project to watch. Um, in addition to that, Cerro Buenos Aires has had considerable amounts of work. We're, we're bordering a number of Chilean companies with that one. Uh, and the last one that I'd like to talk about is, um, is block three, which is, um, uh, again, surrounding a, a project owned by Anglo-American. But that's not all. There's two other projects, Cerro Buenos Aires, or sorry, Cerro Blancos and Moros Blancos, which are already joint ventured and being drilled yeah. right now. So uh, just, a, just a huge plateful of opportunity here at uh, at what we see is about a 12 million dollar market cap uh, i you know I, I went victor kayam on this company and I, I you know i bought a lot of it and i think it's going to have a great future devil's advocate uh is that almost it's it's great that you can't call one your favorite or one your flagship because they all all four not include the jvs but all four have something really interesting to contribute um, but is it almost too much? Because that requires a lot of mental bandwidth, a lot of, you know, a lot of time, a lot of money. Uh, is that too much? Or you guys, because you've got such a fantastic team, you've got this down to a science and you can easily manage these four while your JV partner handles the, uh, handles Moros Blanco and Chero Blanco. Yeah, we, we definitely have an, I think, an opportunity to, to uh, enter into more joint ventures in the future. That's certainly part of the plan. We'll pick one or two of these to be the focal point. Um, you know, uh, I think that that's going to have to happen. It's just too much for people to get uh, around uh, all of them at this point in time. And also at the same time, if we were to explore all of them, we'd have to have 10 or $20 million as well. Right. That's, that's what I was so, thinking. So uh, what we're wanting to do is, is um, get some results back. We have some results coming. We're going to be able to, to, to hone in on one or two of them and do that deep drilling, which is the next phase of our exploration. We've done some of the surface stuff to understand that if we're in the right vicinity, 
because these peripheries can be, you know, as much as a kilometer wide, but some of these projects that we have are 25 kilometers long. So it could take a long time if you're just going to um, drill it like a grid. No, you have to find uh, the exact area in which you feel is the best opportunity to drill into the heart of this. Uh, Prophyries are almost like uh, uh, a tree underground where you have a trunk, then you have branches, then you have leaves which hit uh, close to the surface. So it, uh, it is somewhat uh, difficult to find the heart of it, but we're going to, to drill deep on a number of these projects. Think of this, 32 targets over those eight projects. So we have a lot of opportunity here. How those how how long will your drilling program take place now here in 2022? Um, you know how long do you expect to be drilling? And just if you can give everyone at home kind of a timeline, this amount of time for drilling, assays start coming back. And I'm not asking you to be precise because it's not a precise science, but just to give people a ballpark as to what the 2022 you know drilling program looks like. Yeah, we'll just talk about generally the exploration program or the exploration, yeah. drilling because we have IP results coming on right. uh, on Cerro Buenos Aires. We have trenching results coming back from uh, Block 4. Uh, we'll have the drill results coming from uh, uh, Cerro Blancos and uh, Morris Blancos. Then, you know, we're looking at uh, financing and then we'll need to, to you know, the beauty of this area is we can pretty much drill 365 days a year on most of these projects. So um, we're, we've got to focus on one or two of them for sure, but we can continue to explore all of them and really define the value. And once you once you get to a certain point in time and you have some some discoveries, then that those projects may be may be part of a joint venture. That's an opportunity there. If you get enough uh, uh, market attention and the and the stock price gets to a point where it's non-dilutive to raise uh, a ten million, then then you would want to do it all yourself. But uh, to to the extent of of building the mines, you're going to have to bring in projects for sure. So if we get to that point. Um, you're yeah. definitely going to have to, to do that. I would think also you you probably won't have a lot of difficulty finding uh, good JV partners because you guys got a great, great package in, a, in the best part of the world. Fair to assume, Paul, that when you guys want to start picking some dance partners, it's not going to be difficult to find them. Well, I think the thing is that you can't find good prospective land in this area. I don't think a major could put together this land package of 62,000 hectares in this particular region, you know, bordering a number of different uh, major companies and uh, perspectives, pers perspective uh, um, areas, right? So uh, I think that's the the real advantage here. We're, we're taking on a number of different projects we've also got a joint venture on eight new projects that are that are tied in with uh with a deal we did with uh, uh Vera ai which is an ai company in which we're swapping some technology uh and then also looking at their projects on the ground so you know there's a number of op op opportunities here that adds another sixteen thousand eight hundred hectares uh to our our potential property portfolio so I think that is the big advantage here. So definitely we have opportunity for, for discovery and then certainly development is, is uh, going to follow. I'm glad you talked about Ver AI, there, Ver AI there because I was going to ask you, 
are you guys going to incorporate artificial intelligence? It almost seems like you have to incorporate artificial intelligence now to help augment your decision making, to help augment you know where where you want to what you want to target. So I'm I'm glad to hear that that's there. By the way, what does this say about your team? The fact that you were able to assemble this package, you know, and, and and like you said, most majors probably couldn't put this together. Man, how did you guys pull that off? Well, I think that they were aware of the opportunity. Some of these uh, properties have been uh, part of other companies previously, and you know, during the time at which copper was at a lull in in about two years ago, they started putting this package together, got it ready. And took it to market with uh, with the team. You know, it was really uh, Yanis and a, a couple other and Tim that had uh, really been active on this uh, project for a number of years uh, while it was private. And they they picked it perfectly when it came to timing and uh, and picked up these projects. I think, as I said, for a real steal. Uh, and now they have the opportunity. Uh, I think we have the opportunity as Pampa to really show the world what we have. And, you know, we're going to shout it from the mountains and the rooftops uh, whenever we get an opportunity now, because we've got the news flow coming in the next little while. And uh, you've mentioned Giannis a couple of times, Giannis Titsos, a, a fellow Greek. That's almost an unfair advantage for Pampa, right? I mean, you can, the more Greeks you have on board, the higher the likelihood of success, clearly, right, Paul? <laughs> Well, I can't comment on that, but they, they certainly, Sorry, certainly had the certainly had the right uh, mix of uh, of uh, people and assets, and and you know you got to you got to really hand it to the the smarts that are in this company to to put this together at the right time and bring it out to market in this copper market where we won't see you know four dollars again. We'll probably see six dollars first. Before C4, yeah, before C4. And by the way, you're the chairperson and former CEO of Lomico Metals. Uh, you know, graphite in Quebec. Uh, and now you're talking about copper in Chile. Uh, Why did you make the switch to Pampa? Well, uh, you know, what I did with Lomico was develop it to a point that I felt it was uh, uh, going to do very well. And we're, uh, you know, at this point, at that point, and say uh, September of uh, 2021, I couldn't add much more value there. And I, I looked for a team that was going to add a considerable amount of value that was Quebec and East Coast focused and, and, and really wanted to hit the ground running. Uh, and so we added on a CEO, a CFO, and a COO at Lamico. And I felt, you know, as a biggest shareholder, it was in my best interest to to uh, to uh, leave it to the professional uh, development uh, people that I'd hired to to work there. And you know, as a as a chairperson, that's what you do. You're you're wanting to replace yourself with people who'll do a job that better than you will. And and you know, of course, uh, I was doing three jobs at the same time. So now we've got. Uh, We've got people in place and, and that's going to do very well in the future. I and mean, graphite prices are about to move and lithium prices are gone through the roof already. Yeah. And I, I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people do know you as the face of Lumico Metals. Uh, so it's great to hear that you're still 100% committed to its success. Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. but you just didn't have anything further you could provide. Now you put it in the hands of, you know, a great development team and let them do what they got to do and hopefully bring that same kind of winning pedigree here. So Paul, with that said, last comment to you, you know, because there's that famous saying, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Uh, and, and Pampa's is an elephant. I mean, it's got a, you know, eight projects, a lot going on, all sorts of expiration results are going to be come back, all sorts of work being done in 2022. What's the overriding message, the last message you want to give to your current shareholders who are pretty new and everyone as they start to discover uh, Pampa, especially as the market really starts to put focus on small cap copper companies? Yeah, I, th I think that we've got everything in place. It's the perfect storm for this company. Uh, the copper prices are doing well and will do better. Uh, the projects are 100% owned and a large property package that's going to draw attention from majors in the future. Uh, we're, we're drilling now and wanting to, to drill for the next year uh, based on, on financing. Uh, we've got a great management team that knows how to not only find these projects, but also do good corporate development and good deals. And uh, with, a, with a, a, a good structure, 43 million shares out, we're probably not going to be that diluted uh, doing any financing. And uh, I think that uh, we're ready to, to really roll with this one and uh, really excited to see what this year brings. Well, uh, Paul, congratulations to you and the team for what you've assembled, what you've brought to market, and what you've made available to, uh, to small cap resource investors out there, especially those who are fans of copper. Um, I, I think you've got all the right elements, like you said, and I can't wait to have you back because there's going to be so much work going on in 2022 that I would be surprised if we have you back every three weeks just to <laughs> talk about the next thing and next thing. But uh, congratulations on the achievement to where you guys got today and can't wait to have you back. Yeah, absolutely looking forward to it. Thanks, George. To everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform to Paul Gill. He's a CEO of Pompa Metals, trades in Canada under the stock symbol PM. Uh, for those who are new to the story, and that's pretty much going to be all of you because as Paul said, it's a relatively new company. Here's how to do your due diligence. First, get over to the company's profile page on Agoracom, where we give you a good 1,000-foot overview of the company because a lot of projects and a lot of things going on here simultaneously. So we give you a good, great overview. And then from there, when you're ready, hop over to the Pompa website, do your deep dive due diligence, and hopefully, guys, today you discovered your next-rate small-cap copper company. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Cheers.